Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Great to have you here. If you've been listening to the last couple of podcasts, then you know that this is a continuation of our mini-series with regards to muscles of facial expression and the way that we can use neuromodulators to help with the wrinkles that occur as a result of repetitive contraction of those muscles. If you go back to episodes 45, 46, and 47, you can learn a little bit about the procerus muscle, which is the muscle right in the middle of your eyebrows, the corrugator muscles, which are the muscles that extend from the nose up to the eyebrows, and the frontalis muscle, which is the muscle that is sitting right on your forehead. And you can learn all about the different lines and wrinkles that these muscles contribute to and how we can combat that with the use of neuromodulator. Today, we are tackling another very, very common muscle that can be treated with neuromodulator to help with wrinkles in the upper face. And that is the orbicularis oculi muscles. These are the muscles that are around the eyes and most famously known for creating the crow's feet, the lines that extend out horizontally from the sides of your eyes, from the lateral sides of the eyes, meaning the sides of the eyes closest to your ears. The orbicularis oculi muscle is one of the most common muscles that we treat when it comes to neuromodulator. And again, if you're not familiar with the term neuromodulator, I'm referring to the different types of injections that we can do, including Botox, Nuceva, Dysport, Xeomin. These are all different flavors, if you will, of the different types of neuromodulators that can help with the crow's feet and the lines in that area. Okay, so today we're going to talk a little bit about the orbicularis oculi muscle, what it is, where it sits, how it functions, and then we can get into a little bit about how the neuromodulators help to treat the lines that are a result of the contraction of the orbicularis oculi muscles. And then I can talk a little bit about the technique that I use, how I go about doing that, and why there definitely is some artistry involved with treating this particular area of the face. So let's start with the anatomy. The orbicularis oculi muscle are circular muscles that encompass the eye. So you have one for the right eye and you have one for the left eye. There are different parts of the muscle, but I'd like to keep this relatively simple and have you just understand that it is a circular muscle. By definition, it is a sphincter. What that means is that when that muscle contracts, it shuts down and collapses on itself, which helps to cause you to blink. Now, it's not the only muscle that is causing you to blink. There are other muscles, which I'm not going to get into today. But essentially what it's doing is it is closing your eye. It is making your eye look smaller. And that's a key feature of this muscle because people often come in and they say, well, I want my eyes to look wider. I want them to look more open. I want them to look more bright. And one way of treating this is to treat the orbicularis oculi muscle to allow them to relax. Let me dive into that a little bit more, the function of the muscle and how this works. So when you contract that muscle, if you imagine a small little pouch with a purse string type closure, you know that if you pull that string, the opening closes down on itself as it gets smaller. That's very similar to what is happening with the orbicularis oculi muscle. When you contract it, because it is a circular muscle, it gets smaller. 
Imagine a circle contracting on itself and getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. That is essentially what is happening with the orbicularis oculi muscles on either side. That means that if you were to look in the mirror and you close an eye very, very tightly, you will start to see, <laughs> assuming you've got one eye open, you will start to see that you develop these horizontal lines along the side of your eye. And also, generally speaking, the skin around the eye comes up closer to the eye itself, so it contracts down on itself. Because this is the way it functions, we can uh, take advantage of this, and by putting the neuromodulator in certain specific areas around the eye, around the orbicularis oculi muscle, you can relax that, and then it will no longer come down and contract on itself. Yes, you'll still be able to blink. Yes, you'll still be able to close your eyes, but the eye in a relaxed state will appear open, it'll appear brighter. And again, neuromodulator works by relaxing muscle. And so when you relax the orbicularis oculi muscle, it is not able to contract down as much. Its resting state is in fact more relaxed. And that means that that circle around the eye is a little bit bigger. And that is how you get that more open, refreshed, alert appearance. Now, how do we go about actually treating this? Well, what we do is we have a look at the lines. We have a look at the crow's feet line, and we have a look at the lines that are extending down around the eye, even underneath the eye. And we determine the dose that we need based on the depth of those lines, how progressed those wrinkles are, and then we can selectively choose to place that neuromodulator around that muscle. The most common place to put that neuromodulator is along the lateral side, so the side closest to the ear, and we typically will do it in a couple of different injection points because, again, if this is a circular muscle, putting the injection in only one spot is only going to treat that part of the circle. If you want to treat more of the circle, you have to put more injection points around that circle. And this raises another very interesting aspect when you're treating the orbicularis ocular muscle. Oftentimes, people like to have a little bit of a brow lift particularly along the lateral side of the brow, or again, outer towards the ear. Because the brow sits on the skin, which is overlying a certain part of the orbicularis oculi muscle, when you inject neuromodulator into that area, if you inject it into that area, this again results in that muscle relaxing, opening up a little bit, and the lateral part of that eyebrow can in fact lift because there is a little bit of relaxation in that area. This is a subtle lift. It's not going to be huge, but it is definitely noticeable to, to you. And we can tailor the amount of lift based on where we put that injection and the dose of the injection. Similarly, if you have lines that are underneath the eye and these lines are of concern to you, then for the same reason, we can inject a very small amount of neuromodulator underneath the eye, and that will relax that part of the orbicularis oculi muscle. And in turn, that will allow this part of the skin to relax, to open up a little bit, and help to minimize some of those wrinkles in that area. There is a definite balance to treating this area with the right dose. And this is why the expertise of an injector comes in. In addition to the previous muscles that we talked about, the frontalis, the corrugator, and the procerus, 
Each of these, while there's a lot of science behind it, there's also a tremendous amount of art and artistry that goes into choosing the doses and sculpting the face so that you have the results that you want based on, do you want the brow lift? Do you want to treat those crow's feet? Where are the crow's feet? There are a lot of different factors that go into that. So that's my little bit about the orbicularis oculi muscle today. I hope you find that helpful. And, and as always, if you are interested in learning a little bit more about how I can help you with the orbicularis oculi wrinkles, the crow's feet, or any of the other ones that I've spoken about previously, then as always, please feel free to reach out. I'm delighted to have a consultation with you. You can reach me at antiagingvancouver.com. You can reach me on my own website at drterryfisher.com. Or of course, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Terry Fisher, D-R-T-E-R-I-F-I-S-H-E-R. -E and with that said, it's a lot of fun bringing these podcasts to you. We will continue on with our journey through the face and the muscles in the face that we can sculpt with the appropriate aesthetic treatments. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.